You see a fake, you know. Now he operates by spirit of divination. Spirit of divination is the closest relative to the prophetic manifestation in the dark realm. Alright? Okay, let me... Can I... Can we take some notes? Now, um... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Okay. The first operation I'm coming. Let me give us a scripture so that uh, we can follow very well. Alright? Now, because of the nature of the church of this day, okay, we need to teach this thing that I want to teach now. The reason why I want to teach it is so that your discernment can be built. Now, some of you will travel to Portacourt, you have to stay there for a while. Some of you will travel to Abuja, you have to stay there for a while. It's not every program that you see the poster that you should attend. I will show you, I will tell you why. All right. Let's see Exodus 22. Exodus 22, are you there? Mm. Okay, let's read from verse 18. Let's begin. Number one. This, okay, Exodus chapter what? 22 verse 18. And thou shalt not suffer a witch to live. Whosoever lieth with a beast shall surely be put to death. He that sacrificeth unto any God, save unto God only, he shall be utterly destroyed. Hallelujah. Now, can you see the category of people that the witch was classified under? The witch was classified under the category of people. Now, can you see it? Somebody that lies with a beast. The witch first. Somebody that lies with a beast and then somebody that sacrifices to another God. That was the that's the category that a witch is placed in. And we are going to go deeper. Before we talk about the way God transmits, eh, which is what I want to talk about this morning. Let's digress. And I will show you these departments, the way the devil operates through his agents, and how that in our day those things have become modernized. That people that operate after those kind of demonic dimensions are in ministry right now. And there are some indicators that we can use to discern them. So that you will know what kind of meeting to attend. And maybe some of them are in this town. Because in Ayangba now, most of the ministry has turned to something else. They have just gone to bring sorcery from the village. And they are just manifesting sorcery. I know that there are people that call phone number that are correct. Like I know John C. Suleiman, his own is correct. It's from God. But there are people that do those things that are not from God. And so we should be able to discern the difference. But first, let's use... Alright. So can we go to Deuteronomy chapter...
we begin to read from verse 9. Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 9. So we use that as our text, our primary text to do the study that we want to do in the next few moments. Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 9. When thou art come into the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee, thou shalt not learn to do after the abomination of those nations. There shall not be found among you anyone that maketh his son or his daughter to pass through the fire. We have to talk about that. Or that useth divination. That useth divination. He said, There shall not be any one of you that will allow his son or his daughter to pass through the fire. There shall not be anyone that useth divination. Are you still with me now? Or that, or that useth divination, or an observer of times, or an enchanter, or a witch, or a charmer, or a consulter with familiar spirits, or a wizard, or a necromancer. Can we get all the departments there? Because the departments have been carefully captured within this structure. Now, so we'll go over it slowly. Or we'll be picking one, one by one from the list so that we'll not waste time. Okay? Now, if I had time, we'll go over it slowly. We'll pick out all the departments, stretch it out, and then we'll start a very critical Bible study. Now, I've seen, like even when I was coming from the airport, you know, Abuja posters everywhere. I don't know if God will permit us to be calling some names here and there. I don't know how it will go, but the Lord will help. Let's start with the first one, divination. What is divination? It's fortune telling. You know, peeping into the future, into future events by the agency of a demonic spirit. Fortune telling. Divination. Now, there are many operations that are tied to this, this category. One of them is palm reading. Now, did you get the definition? I would like you to write it down because you will make reference to it later. Fortune telling. Getting revelation by supernatural means or predictions. Fortune telling. Getting revelations by supernatural means or prediction under the influence of a foul spirit. Fortune telling, getting revelations by supernatural means or predictions under the influence of a foul spirit. Now, I'd like us to check some biblical examples of this manifestation. And please, as we check the biblical examples, I'd like you to be very careful as we critically study the context and the text. Acts of the Apostles chapter 16 will see a very vivid manifestation of the operation of divination. Divination. Now, is there any thief person in this hall? If you are a thief man or thief woman? No thief. Okay. Or just one thief person. Alright. Now, you know, in your culture, there is a spirit they call Azor. Spirit. That spirit is a spirit of divination. 
It has different names in different cultures. I don't know the one of Edoma, but as we describe it, we'll find the name. What I'm saying is that people that operate with Azor now in the cities, they are preachers. That's what I'm saying. Using that spirit of divination as an instrument of ministry. And I will tell you the implication of that. If a believer goes and consults with one that uses the spirit of divination, the, deliver, the believer has committed a capital crime. It means you have gone to seek from the devil that which you should only seek from God. Now, what you have done is that you have made that spirit your God. I, that's what you have done. And whether you do it unknowingly or knowingly, the implication is the same. The spirit realm is a legalistic realm. Alright? It's a legal... Okay, we have the judge here. You help us. If somebody kills somebody, he didn't know that it's a crime. With the law convict such a person. He doesn't, he doesn't know that killing is a... And he's truly, he's truly ignorant. You have confirmed through cross, close cross-examination that the person was ignorant of the fact that killing is a crime in this territory. Now, what will you people... What judgment? I don't know. You will still... You will still be charged. Ignorance is not an excuse. That's the thing about the spiritual realm. When you stumble upon a spiritual principle and you break a spiritual law, whether you are conscious of it or not, it, the repercussion takes effect instantly. And so let's go gradually. There's no, we said it uh, the first night that there's no generation that needs an understanding of discernment much more than our own. Because since the sons of God compromise, the boundary line has been removed. So there's mixture. Because there's mixture, every man must develop his own discernment system for survival. You get it now? Okay. Um, turn with me to Acts of Apostles chapter 16. Before I begin to give you Acts of the Apostles. Sorry, I did not know I would teach this today. If not, I would have made it more systematic so that we will not be following it like, but forgive me if it's not as systematic as you may want, but I'll try my best. Acts 16. We'll see an operation. Somebody operating under the spirit of divination. We'll look at it critically so that we can get the indicators that will teach us wisdom. Acts 16 verse number 1. Oh, Acts 16 verse 16, sorry. And it came to pass, as we went to prayer, a certain damsel. Now, I want you to see that this damsel was part of the prayer team. <laughs> oh my God. Man tos elema. We have seen many things in ministry. Many things like that. Many things in ministry. It came to pass. As we went to prayer, the spirit of divination is not afraid of a prayer environment. The spirit, somebody operating under it, there are some spirits that people possess that will instruct the people that they are possessing not to come close to prayer environments. I will show you the difference. But if it comes to divination, the, this spirit of divination has some form of insulation. 
and the recipient of this spirit can mingle into hot prayer meetings and even begin to give some utterances that looks like prophecy now you see the truth of the matter is that an entire congregation can be bewitched are you aware of that okay you don't believe that now paul said to the galatians who bewitched you that means an entire congregation was bewitched just like if somebody unknowingly goes to consult somebody that operates under the influence of the spirit of divination the person becomes liable because of the laws that are set in the spirit realm the spirit realm is a realm of jealousy you cannot consult this one and consult this one and be safe and that's why um, um, consecration is a grand requirement in kingdom dealings you must consecrate yourself to god and so that god will see that you have acknowledged that you are his property And so God was speaking to the children of Israel and telling them that now that you guys are going into your land, into your nation, there are several practices that you must desist from. Then he began to list these things. Because it is possible for somebody to feel that he's still a Christian when he comes to church and he goes to consult some stuff. He has gone. In fact, if you go for your crusades and your campaigns in the villages, and somebody comes that is a custodian of a shrine, and he says he has come to give his life to Christ. He answered altar call. He's not born again. I just need you to understand this. Now, we paid dear prices because we didn't know these things. Strange prices because we didn't know these things. And only the great one in heaven knew that we were immature and we did not know. That was why we survived. If not, we were not supposed to. And it's not even all of us that survived. Some of us still died. Are you with me? That guy that was serving in that shrine that came to say he has given his life, he's not born again. If he's born again, he will go and bring his tools. And he must break his contact, his linkage, his implements that connect him with that spirit. He must destroy all of them because you cannot consult two per time. We think most of our, of our politicians are Christians. They are cultists. They are in darkness. They don't know Jesus. They may attend churches for ceremonies that they have come for thanksgiving. <laughs> they have come for there's thanksgiving. Uh, <laughs> those guys are grandmasters. Because it doesn't work that way in the spirit realm. Your devotion must be to one spirit. You are secure if you give your devotion to one spirit. The only possibility of your security to be compromised is dependent on the ability of the spirit you have devoted yourself to to defend you when other spirits contend with it do you get it now but the laws of the spirit demand that your devotion must be given to one spirit and one spirit only now in this day believers are dynamic they touch something here and touch and then give testimony in the church. You have broken the rule. And because you have broken the rule, even God cannot deliver you from the influence of that spirit. Because you went there by an act of your own will. And because you consulted the spirit for that which you should consult from God only, 
you have become a prey under the domain of that spirit. That is the law in the realm. You get it? Now, so the Bible reveals that these guys were going for prayer. And there was a damsel that was under the influence of the spirit of divination. She went with them to prayer. Which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying. The same followed Paul and us and cried saying, This man are the servants of the Most High God which show unto us the way of salvation. Now please, I'd like us to dissect the prophecy. Is it a lie? No. Now, those guys that TB Joshua prophesies to, it's true. The thing he's saying, it's true. That's why they're believing. This lady, operating under the spirit of divination, was able to identify who Paul and his team were. Notice the scenario. They were going to prayer, met the lady on the way. You get it? And the lady now began to follow them. Through the influence of the spirit, the lady was able to identify who they were. Do you realize that the lady did not leave? She didn't leave. She was there for many days. And the things he was uttering were true. But I need to establish this morning. As I tried to do some time ago, but I didn't have time to establish it very well. There's a difference between true and truth. Please help me preach that one to your neighbor. There's a difference between true and truth. You didn't hear you. There's a difference between what? True and truth. See, is it this man they are servants of God. They show unto us the way of salvation. Now, if you are a preacher and somebody gives you this kind of credibility, <laughs> don't you think you will feel better that at least they have known now? Eh? I've been laboring. But see, even God himself is the one that has come to confirm it. And he used this small girl. What does this girl know, if not that? <laughs> and when the gift of discernment of spirit is not operational in the church, it is possible for that spirit of divination to bewitch an entire congregation. A preacher once spoke, he was preaching to us in a minister's conference that he went to minister in one CAC CAC church somewhere in the west and there was this guy in that church he was called a senior prophet Not he's not a pastor but he's known for prophesying and the prophecies always come to pass according to the congregation and this guy that was invited for the conference to preach was a prophet himself if I call his name you will know him and while he was ministering he went to the prophet of the congregation. I said, why do you lie to these people? What? The prophet said, me lie. You know what he did? He knelt down instantly and asked the 
real minister to pray for him. You see, if somebody operating under the spirit of divination, I found out that they have strong false humility. It's April. And so the pastor now stood up, the pastor of the congregation now, stood up and whispered into the minister's ear that that guy is our prophet. He now laughed. Say this man is a wizard. The congregation said, No. And then he now said, Ask God to reveal him to the congregation. And strange things began to happen there. And when those strange things began to happen, the congregation was amazed because for the past 18 years, he bewitched the entire congregation. Such that a church that is supposed to be light in a region becomes darkness. Hallelujah. Are you still with me? Now, so this lady said the truth. Eh? What she said is true, but it's not the truth. Now, Jesus said, I am the way. I am what? The truth. I am the lie. Oh, yeah, let's take the truth. I hope you know now that the truth, according to Jesus, is not a statement of fact. The truth is a personality that furnishes reality. I know you don't, you, you, you don't understand me. I will explain. Now, the Bible says faith is the substance of things hoped for. Faith is the evidence of things not seen. Are you with me now? Maybe you are praying and asking God for your house rent. And when you were praying, a time came in your prayer that you knew that God had answered you. Are you with me? That knowing that you received from God, that was sufficient to make you understand that your case had been handled, is a substance, a spiritual substance that was furnished by the Holy Spirit to give you insight into the spirit realm. That in the spirit realm, the things you are asking for have become real. Are you still here? You are following me? Good. That substance that was furnished by the spirit of God to bear witness to a spiritual reality is what faith is. Are you? That substance is what we call the truth. That truth is what gives you the testimony of the reality that has already been furnished in the spirit realm. Jesus is saying that if by any means you receive a testimony about the spirit realm, okay, it is me that furnished it. That's what he's saying. I am the substance of reality. I'm the truth. Did I? Is it still confusing? You get it? I am the I am the one that furnished that substance that gave you insight into the fact that God has dealt with the case you were raising. So, Jesus' perspective of truth is a little bit more than a statement of fact. What that lady uttered was a true statement, a statement of fact. Get it? But if we trace that statement of fact, and then try to find out which spirit furnished it. You will now discover that the spirit that furnished it is not the spirit of truth. And so it is not truth. You get it? So the things are true, 
but it's not truth. The Bible reveals to us, turn your Bible with me quickly. First uh, John. We'll still go back to Acts of the Apostles, but go to First John for now. In First John chapter 5, are you there? Please, walk with me this morning. Walk with me. First John 5. 1 John 5. Hallelujah. In 1 John chapter 5, verse 6, the Bible says, This is he that came by water and blood, even Jesus Christ. Not by water only, but by water and blood. And it is the spirit that beareth witness because the spirit is truth. Now, so the Bible says that the spirit is truth. You know, Jesus said that I am the truth. You see, and when Jesus died and was buried, he was transformed. Because when you plant corn, it's not the way the corn was when you planted it that it will germinate. So when Jesus died and was buried, he germinated as the spirit. Are you with me now? So, the title Jesus bore before the spirit bears now. I am the truth. The spirit is truth. So it's the spirit that furnishes that conviction that makes you know that something in the spirit realm has been, it has been made real. So you can stop praying about it. It is settled because there is a furnishing. There is a reality. The truth has been furnished. Get that now. Now so she spoke through but not from the utterance of the truth. Because the spirit is what? Truth. That means that in such a situation, the utterance, there's nothing wrong with it, but you must have the capacity to travel into the spirit that gave the utterance. That's where you know whether it is truth or not. So most of us stop at face value. That, eh, what T.B. Joshua said, the guy confirmed it. You stop at true, you don't journey into truth. That's why you still get deceived. Did I make sense? Don't stop at face value. Spiritual things cannot be captured from the surface. You need to travel into the context of truth. Because at, in that context, there's only, there are only two options. Either the spirit of truth or the spirit of error. So the substance can, the utterance can be true, but fuel from, by the spirit of error. You get it? Uh, the substance is only the truth. If it's the spirit of truth that gave the witness. See the difference? That was why Paul did not discern the woman's sort the first day she prophesied. It took time. It took time for him to travel into the source point of the utterance. The Bible says that the woman kept saying that, the girl kept saying the same thing for a long time. And then a time came when her utterances began to grieve Paul's spirit. Because the truth that is in Paul's spirit now began to react against the utterance that the woman was giving. That was when he was able to detect that this is a false spirit and he rebuked it and the spirit now left. So, you understand me now? There's a difference between true and truth. So the spirit of divination has the capacity to give true. 
it will be correct. That you were 12 years old when you had an accident. And the spirit of divination huh, mostly doesn't try to go into the future. Mostly. He always wants to reside in the present and past. Because most times when TV Joshua prophesies about the future, the thing doesn't come to pass. So, and that one, they won't film that one. <laughs> because the terrain of the spirit of divination is mostly present and past. When they tell you about the future, they want to deceive you. But you know that what they said about the past is correct. That's true. But you see, when you trace it to the source point, you find out it's not the truth because only the spirit is truth. You get it? Hence, we need the spirit of discernment to the gift of discernment to, to decipher what spirit is functional in a place. Now, when you come into a congregation and you are participating in the service and suddenly there's a testimony from your spirit, you just feel peace inside. You know, my people are here. That's what God is saying. I never join a congregation without peace inside. Even if I knew the preacher before, because there's a preacher that I knew before, he helped me in spiritual things, taught me how to move with the spirit. And then after many years, he now traveled, preached in many countries and came back. Let me stop there. The Lord give you understanding with that one. That I don't. <laughs> so there's, there's a witness on the inside. That's the testimony of the spirit of truth. It's, it's not audible. It's not in words most times. It's just in a witness. This is my testimony about what is going on. I am here. Everything you are seeing, I'm the one that did it. Then you cool down. Say, okay. I'm at home now. Because you might enter into some places, the place is marble, marble wall coating, the pulpit is glass, everything is so polished, and then the music is they don't miss a note. But when you you move into the realm, the feeling inside is distorted. It's as if the spirit inside of you is fighting. You just take your Bible and you just walk out. And walk out like a guy, man. Because <laughs> the spirit is saying, my people are not here. Now, so we must go beyond this face value thing. We must probe it into its source point. Jesus came and was speaking to the Pharisees. He said, you are off your father, the devil. Now, that word off in Greek is ek. It means you originate. That's your source point. The manifestations you carry on the outside might confuse people. But I've seen your source. Your source is in the devil. Now, that word ek is the test. Where is the origin? Where is it coming from? What triggered it? What propelled it? The true nature of that thing is in its origin. And that origin is will reveal whether it is truth or error. You get it now? Hallelujah. Now, so let's move more, talk about divination much more. There are various manifestations of the operation of the spirit of divination. Uh, but I need you to understand that the spirit of divination has to do with fortune telling. It has to do with getting revelations 
by supernatural means or predictions under the influence of a foul spirit. You need to understand that. Now, one of the operation of the spirit of divination is palm reading. Palm reading. Now, one brother spoke about a sister somewhere in the U.S. In a service like this, the Holy Spirit was moving and the sister now requested that he should look at his palm. And then he looked at his palm and told him some, some stuff. Many years later, when he was praying, there were some limitations in his ministry. So he was praying and said, God, what is happening? And then the vision of that lady looking at his palm came to him. That when that thing happened, he received utterances from the spirit of divination and he accepted it. So the limitations he was experiencing at that time were occasioned by that spirit that he did not even know he consulted. That's why I'm telling you, the spirit realm is like a wilderness. You need to be guided. And if you break spiritual principles, it will haunt you for many years. See, sincerely, I didn't know I would be preaching this one today. I thought, I prepared a good sermon. When you were talking, the thing now changed. I, I, draw it, I drew it back, it changed. I called it back, it now died. So I knew that I couldn't preach what I planned to preach again. Because the more he spoke, the more the thing I wanted to preach was shaking. Hallelujah. Discernment. So one of the things we are going to pray for is that God will increase our discernment. When I was a single young man and it was time for me to get a wife, I went to preach somewhere and a lady was coming close to me and God said to me, run away from this lady. How will you, why will you run? She's a leader in the team. She's doing well. Why are you saying? Please don't question Baba. I found out two years later why God say there are some things that it will take you ten years to discover, but the Holy Spirit can help you with the details. Now, so the guy had to confess that he consulted the spirit of divination and asked God for forgiveness. Then that limitation was broken and his ministry began to go forward. Just like if you are here and you have consulted something before, we will confess today in the name of Jesus. You are doing yourself and your children spiritual harm if you consult a spirit that is not of God. Your soul is in peril. And you have opened a portal to demonic spirits to begin to influence the civilization under which your children will grow. Some people today, they are, they are rich, oh, but the generation of their children have been given to Satan. But the devil didn't tell them that all of that was part of the package when they came to consult. And some people consulted for fun. Not that they really, they just wanted to, everybody's going, oh yeah, let's also go and see. And then that going for fun became the snare that has manipulated all of their lives today. I don't know whether you know that board. There's a board called Uji board. Uji. You know it? You have, okay, you have heard of it. You use um, a candle light. It's better when the place is dark. And then you light the candle. And then 
you can predict the spirit will help and you can do some predictions all those guys nostradamus and all those people most of them used that book to prophesy about the future most of the uh, the second world war many nations used that board to know when to fight and when not to fight and all of those things are the operations of the spirit of divination hallelujah now the Ouija board is like a game to me and you can play and play for fun but the truth of the matter is that if you have done that unknown to you, you thought you were playing a game but do you know that you don't go to the zoo and touch the lion's teeth and say it's for fun <laughs> you don't do that because there are restrictions God said when you go to the land these are the laws you must keep do not have anything to do with divination that means if you go and try it you are touching the lion's teeth for fun god knows how the devil is he's a lawyer he will he will file a case and he will have strong reasons why you are in his domain hallelujah so that's divination then the next is astrology isaiah chapter 47 verse 13 Isaiah chapter 47 verse 13 Astrology forty seven verse thirteen Thou art wearied in the multitude of thy counsels. Let now the astrologers, the stargazers, these are all the departments of astrology. Alright? Astrologers, the stargazers, the monthly prognosticators, stand up and save thee from these things that shall come upon thee. The monthly prognosticators use the influence of the moon how many of you have stayed in the north before stayed in the north before all right let's because there are people that have stayed in at least you can confirm some things but let me show you from scripture first huh? why the astro the power of astrology where do they tap it from so astrology has to do with predictions forecasts that come as a result of the alignment or configuration of the sun, moon, and star. Were you able to write that down? Astrology refers to predictions Gotten that predictions, counsels, 
and insights, predictions, counsels, and insights that are derived from the alignment of the sun, the moon, and the stars. Let's do Bible study. Come with me to Deuteronomy chapter 33. Deuteronomy chapter 33 as we try to do some study. Deuteronomy chapter 33. Please, these are very technical scriptures, so I will suggest that you look at it very critical. Deuteronomy chapter 33. Amen. Are you with me in Deuteronomy 32 already? We are going to study the blessings of Joseph. We'll start from verse 13. And of Joseph, he said, sorry, it's Moses that is speaking, okay? Moses is blessing the tribes of Israel before his death. And of Joseph, he said, blessed of the Lord be his land for the precious things of heaven for the dew and for the deep that crotchet beneath and for the precious food, fruits brought forth by the sun and the precious things put forth by the moon. Now please help me. Can you underline, if your Bible is not borrowed, alright? Underline brought forth and then underline put forth I am in Deuteronomy chapter 33 verse 14 that's where I am underline brought forth then underline put forth did you get it okay what is and I'm going to use the husband and wife scenario to explain that. Alright? Use that scenario. It's the husband that has the seed. Doctor, you help me. It's the husband that has the seed. The woman incubates the seed and brings the seed forth. So the husband puts forth and the wife does what? Brings forth. The Bible says that the moon puts forth and the sun brings forth. Is, is that what you have found there? The moon does what? Puts forth and the sun brings forth. That's the relationship between the sun and the moon. An astrologer is strongest when there's a full moon. When there's a full moon, what he does that he releases incantations into it, causes into it, programs it into it. And as the moon is coming, the moon is giving birth to. 
I say, if you have ever stayed in the north, apart from the five prayers that they claim to pray, there's one that they pray in the night. They pray from around 9, 10, 11. And the only thing they say is, la, 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 la. That continuously. They are actually releasing causes into the atmosphere. And that's why you must be in a particular cult in the north for you to have the money of the north. That place is one of the most organized spiritual places in this country. We have dispersed witchcraft operations in different places, but their own is organized. It's built into what they call their religion. And there's a system that empowers it. It's difficult for you to go to the north and make money. Very difficult. Especially if you have not yet joined there. You can only make money in the north if you have grown spiritually enough to go beyond the influence that they have created in the spirit realm. And many believers don't get to that point. Apart from the riots and all of that, Christians die mysteriously in the north. Because they use the power of astrology to encode some things through the moon so that the sun can bring it forth. Have you ever read that scripture that says that I've seen an evil under the sun? That servants ride on horseback and princes walk on foot. That is the effect of astrology. They use that thing to manipulate people's destinies and offer them something that is inferior to what God has ordained. <laughs> Are you still with me? That's astrology. Because of that potential. The moon puts forth, the sun does what? I don't want to go into more scriptures. This one is, I think it explains it enough. Amen. Astrology. Obasanjo went for a campaign that how they call it? That first time that he was the president, he was a military president, he went to no campaign, he went to Sokoto to visit the Sultan. And you know, a true astrologer stays outside of the influence of the sunlight for 19 years. You don't know that. It takes 19 years to get the blue moon. Aye. Oh, no. We'll stop. Don't worry. Just leave that one. Which year was that? 2010 and 9 that we had a blue moon. It will take 19 years to get another blue moon. The, what I mean by blue moon is. You have two full moons in one month. You have full moon twice in one month. It takes 19 years to happen. That's a circle. So an astrologer must start his service in a blue moon and end it in the next 19 years. For those 19 years, he doesn't see the sun. Because you don't, you don't need to see the sun. Because it's a moon that does what? Oh my. You don't need to see the sun. The sun is a slave that brings out what is encoded. You get that? 
That's why he doesn't need to see. But he needs to be out of the gaze, the view of the sunlight. All he needs to see and to work with and to transmit and to encode into is the moon. And he does that for 19 years before he comes out and sees the sun for the first time. When those two full moons appear in one month, then he is giving liberty. Another astrologer now goes to take the place. You get that now? And when that guy is coming out of the chambers, after the 19 years, he has a script of things he has written. Because based on astrology, I hope you know astrology, uh, horoscopy, that one that they do, uh, Leo, Sagittarius, Aquarium, Aquarium. <laughs> So, that one is modernized astrology. So that it can flow with the papers. And as long as you are submitting to it, you are under the influence of the spirit of astro uh, astrology. And I will tell you what it does if you submit to that kind of a spirit. Thank God the newspapers have expelled that because I know when I was seven years old, they had a column so that you can, okay, they'll say, if you are Leo, don't go out on Wednesday because there's going to be bad luck. How did they come about that? There are charts that astrologers have. These charts have outcomes. Do you understand? I can, help me, Jesus. They'll say, if A plus B and C is like this, then they, what it is reading is what? So, so, and so. Do you understand? So they have charts like that. Now, so for that 19 years that the guy is there, he's looking at the chart and then looking at the alignment. Then he's writing the predictions based on what the chart has, has captured. And you may ask me, how did the chart come about? The chart came through the Mayans. Have you ever heard of the Mayans before? Ah! The Mayans are the grand astrologers. They want the ones that invented astrology. Okay, okay. Let me use something that is... At least you watch film now. There's a film called uh, 3000 BC. Have you watched it? 1000 BC. You have watched that film? If you are watching, let me see your hand now. Those old guys that are in the temple, those are the Mayans. They don't see the sun. Those are the Mayans. They are the ones that have perfected the art of astrology. And they prophesy that that you are not with me. So there were the Mayans that developed the chart that they used. They called Leo Sagittarius. They had studied it for many cycles. And they proclaimed in their last prophecy that in 2012, precisely on the 21st of December, there's going to be a change of civilization. The, this era will end and then another era will begin based on astrology. Those are the Mayans. That film was just done to show the last survivors of the Mayan art, the three of them. And the, because of the fact that they were not coming into sunlight, they had lost suntan and vitamin, okay, maybe the doctor will help us with all those ones. And they became strange creatures. Because an astrologer will start becoming lean. 
and as it becomes lean in the territory where it's operating your people will be having leprosy have you ever seen le- among all our tribes is there any leprosy the doma man oh you guys are not it seems i'm going too far let, let's stop this thing let's say I ask a question. How many of you have been in a knot before? You see, this word, this word you are seeing, it will be wrong for you to think it's a word of letters. It's a spiritual word. And it's wicked. If you don't know. So the mayors were the ones that developed the chart. So this imam will now take it and go in hiding for 19 years from one blue moon another blue moon and then he comes out with predictions when the man went to visit sokoto i mean uh, basanjona one of the astrologers just came out of the shrine he's just seen the moon for the first time in the last 19 years and then the astrologer said to the sultan that this man he's going to rule again he will rule two times and he will go to prison. He was still ruling the first time that time. He was still a soldier man. The astrologer captured and said he was going to rule two times. And he was going to go to prison. Okay? When he wanted third term, he went back and said, That man. Is there no way to change that thing that you saw? That is only two times. I need <laughs> I need one more. They told him from there, this thing can't change. That's how it's ordained by God. I don't want to open one scripture. It will take us too long to explain. In the book of Job. Because Job gave us a lot of insight about this matter. Astrologers. Anywhere they operate it, leprosy is the blessing that he gives to the people. If you go to any country and you see leprous people, just know you are in the land of astrology. Are you with me? Good. And just like at the beginning of the year, if you Google prophecy, you see Pastor Deboy's prophecy, Pastor Tunde Bakari's prophecy, you also see astrologers, their own too. This is the real department in the kingdom of darkness that does predictions. Astrology. And now they are making it modern, putting it in magazines, check your star, check the things with your star. And then by the time you begin to check it, I say, hey, the thing is working, it's true. I didn't obey it. Oh. And then on Wednesday, when they say I shouldn't go out, I went out. See, what happened? Your soul is already being overtaken by a foul thing. That's number two. Can we move forward now? Okay. Let's go to the oppression of a familiar spirit. 
or what we call a medium, which is the one that we are used to. Hallelujah. This, this one, we are used to this one in this area. Somebody has a spirit that he's sacrificing to, and that spirit gives him insight. That spirit is a familiar spirit. So the person that has connection with that spirit is called a medium. Are you with me? It's like a gate between two realms, natural and supernatural. He understands the language of the spirit, and the spirit knows how to communicate with him. He is a medium because he uses a familiar spirit. Now, as I, if I've gone through the list, then I'll tell you the symptoms. The people that practice this thing, many times these practices have effects on the people bodily. Like astrology makes you age quickly. It drains your blood. And it makes you pale and old quickly, even if you're a young man. Hallelujah. Now, someone that has a familiar spirit, can we check First uh, Chronicles chapter 10? First Chronicles chapter 10. If you are going to be a minister in the north, maybe you are going to be a minister in Kanu, in Katsina, in Kaduna, perfect the art of night vigil. If you don't perfect the art of night, night vigil, you will be poor and your family, you end up having a broken family, a broken home because of the terrain. Hallelujah. Oh my. You are not you are not following me. <laughs> if you are not, don't go to answer the call of missions to the north. If you are not, if you have not vast in night vigil. Your only success story can be written if you are a soldier in the night. Summon angels to cluster the whole environment in the same time that those activities are taking place. And I assure you, you must do it for nothing less than eight years to hold the key that opens the territory. Now, the reason why the devil is ruling is because we are not ready. Hallelujah. But you see, if you set yourself that, God, see me, I'm weak, but I want to pray in the night, he will give you grace. I mean, even the, the least among us will become very strong. Just because he has identified a need in God, and he makes himself available to be used of God to meet such a need. It's not of him that will it. It's not of him that runneth, it's of God that shows mercy. Are you with me in First Chronicles? First Chronicles chapter 10. In First Chronicles chapter 10, verse 13, the Bible says, so Saul died of his transgression which he committed against the Lord, even against the word of the Lord which he kept not, and also for asking counsel of one that had 
a familiar spirit to inquire of it. Why did he die? He would have lived longer. I was talking to my brother yesterday about people that have been running OLDs and how their lifespan were cut short. I've seen it again and again and again. And even if you don't believe in God, the thing you will see in the oil industry will make you eh, decide not to take bribe. I've seen errors, spiritual errors that people do. I've seen it take life. The day the man say, yes, now let me enlarge myself. God say, your time is up. So the Bible revealed that one of the reasons why Saul died was because he consulted one that had what? Familiar spirit. Now what is a familiar spirit? I hope you know that spirits they know your father. They were there during the time of your father. They were there during the time of your mother. During the time of your great-grandfather. And then somebody now discovers how to communicate with them. He can get the information about your family from that spirit. He can get, and then the spirits also counsel. Not just that they can give you information. They can also counsel you. That this is, in this situation now, this is what you will do. Alright? Now, see, but the truth of the matter is that, that you have consulted with that spirit. You have made the spirit your God. Because you have gone to inquire of something which you only inquire from God. And just in case you are in this hall and you have consulted. The Bible says no man can have two masters. If you are not sufficient with the way Jehovah operates, so much so that you have gone to consult another thing, that thing you consulted is your God. Just understand, even if you don't say so, even if you don't go again, the influence of that spirit will still be of afflicting you and your children because you are his own now. You came by your own will. What you don't know will not know you. It's you carry yourself, your leg, you carry it. And then you went there for consultation. And the Bible said that was why Saul died. When you break a spiritual law, the consequences are bound. Except you know how to restitute effectively. Except you know how to undo spiritual things. If not, you are a slave. You can go to Harvard University in, in UK. <laughs> go to University of Surrey. And come back. That, that thing, that spirit you consulted, will still take you back to Akpa and give you a stool there. <coughs> you don't understand it. The only way you can be safe is to remain in Akpa with a stool. If you come out to Otukpo, there's a problem. And then many years later, your son doesn't know what happened. He now gets um, admission in Cambridge and then he wants to marry three days to his marriage, to his wedding, he begins to have heart attack. He doesn't know that his father went and consulted something. And the spirit realm is legalistic. Are creatures of jealousy. Do you understand that? Oh my, you are not with me. I didn't say evil spirits. I said spirits are creatures. They are 
I don't know how to explain it. My my lingo is failing me now. Have you read in your Bible when the Bible says God is a jealous God? He won't share you with another. That's the way of the realm. That's the way of the realm. So this guy went and consulted. And there are people like that, preachers like that, that operate with familiar spirits. I heard of one preacher like that. He said that uh, right now, that fire will appear in offering basket. Fire will appear now. And then suddenly, fire now. And I met a pastor that told me that he was physically present when the guy did some things, did some things, fire appeared in the offering basket. Everybody said, Elijah has come back. The Elijah of our time. He has come back. Elijah has come back. Elijah has come back. I'm not saying that God cannot, a servant of God can command fire to come into the offering basket. But if, every time Elijah used that ability, something significant was achieved. The thing did not just come just to show that he could call fire down. The Bible says that the manifestation of the Spirit is given unto everyone to profit with that. There must be a profit that will be derived from such a manifestation. If it's just to show that there's power, it is not of God. And I was wondering why the people could not discern that. They say, Elijah has come. The gods have come to us in the form of men. Fire appear in offering basket for God's sake. Many preachers like that with, with uh, this familiar spirit. Those are the ones that call phone number. I'm not, John C. Suleiman is a prophet. He's a prophet of God. And a few of them like that. All right? I believe God raised them so that the devil will not boast too much. Okay? If you hear him, hear what he preaches, you will know that this one is from the Lord. But when you begin to hear people like, thank God, uh-huh, you know that you are speaking to somebody that is going around with a familiar spirit. I know you might be offended with me this my preaching. I'm trying to save your soul. So that the devil will not carry your soul to hell when your, your time is done. His posters are everywhere. He will come to you and you tell you that, okay, he can help you grow your church if you want your church to grow. And all of that. Any pastor that invites him, I'm sorry for you, your lifespan has been reduced. You can't change it. Your prayer and fasting won't change it. Because every contact you make with the familiar spirit is telling on your lifespan. Every contact. Every contact you make with the familiar spirit, you have done that in exchange of your lifespan. So I now wonder, churches where these kind of people come to minister. And because he has a familiar spirit, he can tell you what you ate yesterday, where you went to, and all of that. And it's as if it's the prophetic. If we don't have the gift of discernment today, then we, we are doomed. We are doomed. Now when you trace that person, where did he come from? Under who did he grow? Under who did T.B. Joshua grow? Who is T.B. Joshua's spiritual father? Where did he grow till he became a senior prophet? 
under which prophet the town god grew. Suddenly a prophet has come to town. A prophet must have an established history of service. You should be able to trace him. All of us, we have roots that you can trace. You can trace my entire spiritual history because it was not done in the cupboard. It was done under supervision. If you have not, if you are not, cannot be traced to a man, you'll be traced to the devil. This, these are the days where we need to ask for men's credentials. Where is he from? Where did he grow up? Who is his father? Don't accept a preacher that you don't know his father. There are people in the body of Christ that can call me and say, see, young man, come. Don't do this again. If you don't have somebody like that, you are a loose cannon. Very soon you will begin to give voice to the whispers of darkness. But listen to me. Every contact you make with the familiar spirit impacts on your lifespan. Come with me. Necromancy. Necromancy. What is necromancy? Necromancy. Necromancy is seeking the dead. Seeking the dead. That's necromancy. In 1999 election, I was in Kogi State. I went to meet one of my mentors. He was preaching in Kogi State University. So I went there. And I met with him while he was ministering. I was praying. That's how, for seven years, I used to follow him. When he's going for a crusade, I'll be doing the prayer. He's, he does the ministration. I wake up in the morning by four o'clock and I begin to pray. And he, he can sleep, no problem. Amen. So I was doing the prayer, doing the fasting. So that was our team, our tag team. He does the ministration, I do the prayer. He, he doesn't need to pray for too He's so anointed, doesn't need to pray for too long. He wake up, do small prayer, but I do the prayer. Four hours to the meeting, I've already prayed for, for four hours. And then as it's throughout the whole meeting, I'll be praying in tongues. Then when we come back, then I will eat in the evening. And then in the night, four o'clock, I wake up. Then I begin the prayer. That's how we do it. And I was with him for seven years. Amen. So after that time, I heard he was in Kogi State University. It's been a long time since I saw him. So I now decided to um, go there. So when I went there, the meeting was great. We had time to talk. And then in the hotel where we were lodging, one of the gubernatorial aspirants for Kogi State, then, after a rigorous campaign and session, had to lodge in the hotel. Then the man told him that there's a prophet in the other room. So he came and knocked. 
And you know that my man, that my mentor, he's really a prophet. Hallelujah. He will look at you like this. <laughs> you know, he was on that Sunday, Guche. So let me tell you where he's coming from. So that you know that he's a genuine one. <laughs> so, and in answer to that, see, you are a good man, you are a professor, but your village, there are many things that are happening there that will resist your advancement. Because of that, he insisted that we should come to his village. I went to his village, and when we got there, that was the first time I saw a shrine. Now, and this shrine was a peculiar one. Because the house, eh, to enter their house, you, from that place to this place, they buried people here. Eh? One grave, two graves, three graves. And then they cemented it. So you cross 12 graves before you enter. The shrine is in front of those graves. And it's the spirit of all those people that they are invoking for cancer. That's necromancy. In fact, by the time we were reaching there, they just finished doing sacrifices. The place was tense spiritually. And he wants to be governor. There's no way. Come with me to the book of Isaiah chapter 8. The prophets of old had to combat with people that operated with this kind of spirit. It was a great fight in Israel because idolatry and all kinds of worship wanted to overtake the land. And the defenders of the faith were prophets in those days. We need such men of stature. To rise again in our time to defend our faith from the corruption that is about to strangle it. In the book of Isaiah chapter 8 verse number 19, the Bible says, And when they shall say unto you, Seek unto them that have familiar spirits, and unto wizards that peep. We have not come to wizards yet. If we come to wizards, I will show you the ability of a wizard is mutterings and peepings. Alright. Should not a people seek their God for the living to the dead? Hallelujah. When they shall say unto you, seek unto them that have familiar spirits. Second scripture, I think First Samuel chapter 28. I think that scripture is when um, Saul went to the witch of Endor and employed her to summon the spirit of Samuel. Now there's something I need to say about a necromancer. A necromancer has a familiar spirit. But not everybody with a familiar spirit is a necromancer. Do you get that? A necromancer has what? A familiar spirit. But not everybody that has a familiar spirit is a necromancer. If you go to the Western world, to US, to UK, mostly in the United Kingdom, you find people that claim that they have the ability to summon the dead folks of other guys. So people join a long line, pay the, the fee, 
and then you come and then the necromancer can begin to speak with the voice of that dead person and talk to you. You will think that it's the dead person that is talking, but it's the familiar spirit that is talking. Like your father that has died, suddenly the necromancer will begin to speak with the voice of your father and begin to tell you secrets that only you and your father know. How that, that yellow vest he gave you, that you have hid in your box for the last 28 years. Necromancers. There is a tribe in Plateau State called the Lantan. Lantan people. How many of you have been to Plateau State before? Hey. I hope you know that the Lantan people are virtually the only people that pull any people fought and never won. Because the technology they use spiritually is higher than the ones that the Fulani people have been using all their years. If Jang had allowed Langtang people, they would have stopped that just crisis since. Only that the land would have been given to the spirit of the necromancy. The Langtang people are the last dime of the necromancers in the middle belt. The Lord will help us. The Lantan people don't want church. They don't want mosques. They are necromancers. Some missionary people went and planted a church there. They gave them some time to develop. <laughs> when they had developed to some point, they summoned the spirits of the dead and wiped all of them out. They took them to court. And the chief said, well, um, they are not responsible for any model. Is the spirits of their ancestors. So the, the, the opposing lawyer now insisted that they should summon the spirit. They want to see the spirit. Yeah. The man said, well, um, to not be in the interest of this court for spirits, those spirits to come. The judge insisted, bring the spirit. That's... The man now brought his bag. I came with them, Sha. Then he, he dropped the bag and the three of them now came out in court. The, the judge had to beg for the spirits to... <laughs> there was heavy appeasement and pleading. And the man now put his spirits in the bag again and uh, the case was, has, has ended. Even though, <laughs> I don't know how they will record that case in the fire. But it has ended. That the last time of the necromancers, they fight with spirits. You might think you have killed a long time, and you go to the village, you see him drinking co scolo. <coughs> I'm not telling you what they did in 1914, what they are doing now. They are necromancers. Uh, I need to tell you an unfortunate thing. Based on my research, hmm? your king here is a necromancer. This is your king. Now, let me give you some insight. How many of you are from Obadibo, from, from the Pole, that side? Oh, you are from... Hmm. Okay. Now, I've been to preach there many times, and I've seen... The necromancer will always hallow the grave site of his ancestor. 
Now, is it true that this man's father's grave was well built and the man visits there regularly? That's the way of a necromancer. They carry the spirit of death. They carry it. Now, I need to tell you something. Have you ever studied your Bible when the Bible talks about the valley of the shadow of death? That is what is casted over a land when a necromancer comes. I want to stop there. Some of us just sit down and yeah, just in church speaking tongues. And in Abuja, hey, they don't wear suit as if we are staying in the moon. Friends, that latest form of Christianity is not biblical. Against flesh and blood. So wake up and become a warrior. I, I like preaching in those elitist kind of churches. I'll just make everybody see the futility of this system. That's why they don't invite me again. It's fake. Hallelujah. We would have gone further by taking a testimony from one of the people that visits home very frequently from Obadibo. Because a lot of my friends are from there. And they did ministry there for a while. One of them was a mighty... You know Tony now? Tony is from there. Intercession, intercession, intercession. And they did night vigil. They closed by 2 o'clock. Because I went to preach there. I said, uh-uh. We passed away and the place was cold. One place where there are palm trees. We passed there. The place became cold. And then after when we passed there, it became normal. I said, stop. Then I told them, and God opened my eyes, I told them, I said, hey, if this land will develop, you people need to come and pray here. If not, development will not enter. So then I went for that night VG and fasted and prayed from 12 to 2, because I told them 12 to 2. Tony was now coming back. He saw some creatures. This, I'm not talking about spiritual creatures. This, they were physical. Because it wasn't only Tony that was coming, there were two. Some creatures, more, more spirit than man, and there were like eight of them standing outside his family house on the road, and they were black, and their black body was shining. Those are those spirits that those lantern people carry. Those are the same things. So when then Tony, Antonio has to cross them before he goes to his house, so then as, as they were coming, fear of death just. Cook them. That's the valley of the shadow of them. <laughs> they started speaking in tongues. They were afraid, but speaking in tongues. <laughs> if you run, you are dead. Let me tell you. There are some pla- if you go close in spiritual warfare, don't allow fear. If not, there will be a hole in your armor. So they had to pray in tongues like and as they were praying in tongues and going, the, the creatures didn't move. They just stood as if they were statues. And then they prayed past. That was not the end though. Sickness struck them. And that's what happens 
when necromancers operate, strange deaths can happen in the territory. The city sitting under the valley, under the shadow of death. Who is an enchanter? Now when we go through this long list, then we now need to define what it means to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. At least, like those of us that stayed in the village for some time, eh? if you go now, you know that the technology they are using now in darkness is higher than the one they used before. Before a white garment prophet cannot operate except at the water bank of a mighty water body. Today they have time and they have church. How did they discover that the, the thing can still work with that water? It's just a grand plan of deception that has been set in by the enemy. Because he wants to cut off everything that is light. And that's why God has raised us at such a time. An enchanter uses enchantment. Just like you speak in tongues. Enchantment are demonically inspired utterances that stir up the community of demons. Demonically inspired utterances. Have you ever been in a meeting before in night vigil? Because some of them come to night vigils. And then somebody begins to speak a tongue. That tongue is not if you hear it you yourself, you will know this one is not the Holy Spirit giving this person an inspiration. Enchanters know how to open vistas and portals. As a person is uttering those things, some openings in the spirit realm are created and a particular dimension of presence, a, a presence can fill a locality. They can invite spirits with those utterances. I know you people watch films a lot. So let me use a film. If have you watched Merlin before Merlin? Merlin. I see. So there are some charms you cannot activate until there's you say the right incantation. You might do it, do it, do it. Maybe the last line you don't you don't know it. You will need to go and do this and consult to find out the last utterance because you need to say it right before some portals open. When he saw Abuba, you know, he's a grandson of a academy. When he gave his life to Christ, he was talking about his master, the person that trained him in the way of sorcery. That the guy had perfected the language of enchantment. He had perfected it. And he could even invoke money, physical money, from your central bank. He could call it, he could call money from your central bank, and the money will appear under a tree. 
That's why I said in the spirit you can attain to your highest potential. But in the flesh, your lowest. As he was doing enchantment one day, that was when God himself released fire and consumed him. That's how the man died. Because he became a dangerous entity upon the face of the earth. There are some enchantments that they do. The spirit of 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 destruction possess them. They do that one before they go for riot. The enchanter. And it's not everybody that can do that enchantment. They summon the leading enchanter. He carries out the possession and the utterances, and then those guys are possessed with a spirit of destruction before they go out to fight. Those things are not normal. Enchantment can open portals, can invite spirits, can change the atmosphere, can inflict causes. Can activate omens. Hallelujah. Now in preaching the gospel in Tivland, we have discovered many things. We have discovered that the typical team society is built around the technology and the civilization of witchcraft. And most people that are heads of families are just champion wizards. And the families are orchestrated by the will of those people. Now if you are a thief man here and you want to make a headway in life, first of all, the first thing I advise you to do at least I become an intercessor. Pray more in the night than in the daytime. And be close to the Holy Spirit and follow His leading. If not, your life will be like all the others. It doesn't matter how high you go. In your lifetime, before you go, you will become low, like nothing. It's a snail. A snail can climb like this and climb up. He won't remain up. You see, climb down. In the story of the average chief man, the story of going up and coming down before their final departure from the earth is almost a cost constant. It's programmed by a clan, a community of wizards. I think we need to talk about wizards now. Wizardry. Okay, we have done Chama. We have done Enchanter. Then the next one is the Chama. A charmer. He has the ability to cast and create spells. He has the ability to cast spells and to create spells. I don't know about the history of your own village, but I know my own. My ancestors were healers. My father used to tell me of one, one alarm procession that was done and then when the procession was com completed the, the wise men there's a particular leaf that they take and put in their mouth so that they will not talk they take an oath of silence after taking the oath of silence they march into the forest and because of the elaborate procession 
elaborate rituals the plants speak to them you know my people are the healers that's their own craft they know what back of tree to prescribe what root to prescribe what leaf to prescribe they said that the knowledge of what to prescribe comes because the trees themselves speak I read chemistry in the university and there's an, uh, um, a, a, a procedure that we follow. It's called phytochemical screening. That's where we get to know the constituents and the potentials of plants and back of trees and all of that. Those guys don't run phytochemical screening. <laughs> to... <laughs> they just go into the wilderness and come back with and there are some leaves I hear that they can go into the forest and bring. That if you go, you will not, you never see it. Those are charmers. Because in charm, they use physical things. It is believed that some physical things have spiritual potentials. A charmer will tell you that if you have bitter cola in your mouth, soldier ant will not bite you. I've not tried it. But they say, <laughs> they, they say it's natural that take bitacola in your mouth so the ant will not bite you. So they have studied the strange potentials of several things and they know what will happen if they bring them together, especially if they invoke some spirits upon them. A lecturer in the university, a female lecturer, came to the office. No, she wanted to get filled with the Holy Spirit. So she was filled, she got filled with the Holy Spirit and then was encouraged to pray in tongues. So she now went and woke up in the night and prayed for about two hours and prayed and even slept. She was still praying when she slept. And then she now dreamt that there was this charm that was in her drawer, her second drawer, you know, first, second drawer, and all of that. It had a uh, it was twisted around with a, a cloth black, white red and you know she shares the office with somebody else alright so when she woke up from that dream the time was 5 something am and 5.30 with her underwear she drove to school and went to her office and opened the second drawer and saw charm and the, the color of the cloth that was used to bind it was what? White, black, red. Mm. She now picked it up. No, in the dream, she picked it up with her hand and burnt. But in the natural, she took cardboard. <laughs> and, but at the end of the day, she picked it up somehow, anyway. And then she now poured kerosene and burnt it off. And then went back home that night. Okay? She came back to the office by 11. Because of the schedule of her lectures. Only to find out that her colleague that was sharing office with her had packed. Never to return. So she now had more office accommodation to stretch. But what I wanted to say was that she was growing old and she could never get married. But when she, six months after she burned that thing, she got married. Because there was a spell, a charmer had put some things together with a language on it 
And as long as the perfume of that thing was. Can you see how that we need to be spiritual men? Can you see that there's, we don't have an option? We don't have an option. This is the reason why I decided to study the way of the Spirit. I want to gain mastery in that way. Chamas. They have studied into many things and they have seen the potential of many things. Chamas. That's what they do. Okay. Then we now have sorcerers. Sorcerers use music. Use dancing. Use drugs. Use implements to cast spiritual power. Now, work with me. Oh, this list I just mentioned now that they use music, dancing. You might say, what's pastor say? <laughs> ah. No need to take you that far. Maybe I need to. Go to Job chapter 38. Please, I hope everybody is understanding me. Alright. Job 38. And let us get um, the context so that we can understand the application of the other verses. Amen. Amen. In Job chapter 38, this is the scenario. Job was questioning God that why would God allow him to go through the things that he was going through. And um, God now decided to respond to answer Job. And this was God's answer to Job, God's response to Job. Said so then the Lord answered Job out of the wild wind and said, Who is this that darkened counsel by words without knowledge? Get up now thy loins like a man, for I will demand of thee and answer thou me. First question Where was thou when I laid the foundations of the earth? Declare thou if thou hast understanding. Second question Who had laid the measures thereof? If thou knowest, or who had stretched the line upon it, that circle geometry, talking about the diameter and the circumference. Hallelujah. Whereupon are the foundations fasting? Who laid the cornerstone thereof? This is building technology. Fourth question. This is my emphasis. 
when the morning stars sang together and the sons of God of God shouted for joy. Now I want to take the seven uh, A when the morning stars sang together. Those morning stars are angels. Now watch, just follow me. Follow my foolishness, okay? Now, can we still establish the context? Because, you see, truth does not exist in a vacuum. Alright? Truth always exists in a context. If you take it out of the context, it's no longer true. Follow me. The context is that God is answering Job. Hmm? Because of the questions that Job asked about why God allowed him to go through the situations he was going through. So God now decided to ask Job some questions. And then God took him to the foundation of the world. Took him to how the world was constructed. How the world was planned. Then constructed. And then, now I want you to see the sequence. First of all is where were you when I laid the foundation? Then, who stretched the line upon it? That's planning. Have you, you, you have been where they are building house. You know, they do one rope and put pegs. So, with lines. So, he said, who stretched the line? Those pegs, who put it? Then, you now say, where are the foundations fasting? Still building. Alright? Who laid the cornerstone? Still building. Can you see the progression of the building? Are you with me? Now, so there's a progression. Then he now asks, when the sons of God sang together, that means in the time where the cornerstones were laid, the morning stars were singing. Did you get that? Hey, you got that? That means that one of the fabric in this creation was music. That's why if you hit anything, it produces sound. Because the sound was built into it while creation was going on. You get that? Or you don't get that? And that's why if you hit the ground, there'll be sound. You clap, there'll be sound. You hit, there'll be sound. Because sound was built into it. You get it? Now, the guys that built the sound into it were angels. You understand that? Some of those angels now are falling. Do you know that? Why do you think Michael Jackson had as much influence? You don't get it. You don't know why. You don't know how spiritual music is. The extent to which a man's music goes is dependent on two factors. One, where did he get the inspiration? If the inspiration came from one of those angels that encoded the sound, it will affect the whole earth. You don't get it. <laughs> that was, Michael Jackson didn't sing anything. But he got his inspiration. I believe he got his inspiration from one of those fallen angels. That was there when the thing was encoded. So his influence had to be world over. You see it? Oh, you are not here. I, I wanted to travel on this route a little more. When you hear people like Dalizesh sing, it's not just her voice. She, she, there's a sound that backs her up. She's not just a normal worship leader. She carries a sound. 
The Bible says on the day of Pentecost, there was a sound. That sound is not a physical thing, my, my brother. It's in Greek, that word there is alarm signal. I'm just showing you how spiritual music is. The sorcerer never operates outside of music. No. Have you ever seen those rascal halls in the U.S. where they are doing uh, rock? Do you know that most of, that's where most people get initiated? That's where those, those are occultic rallies. But they need a kind of music to stir the spirits. That's sorcerer. If a young boy enters there, you may never find him again in life. You get it? Do you know what music did to people in the university now? People are just... Those, those musicians are... They are... Some sound... Creation is captive to those sounds. It must create an effect because it's one of the fabric with which this creation was made. Do you see why we need real music? Not the ones that we have. If a man really rises up with a sound, all of us will know. Now, this guy, Chris Delvan, you know, when he rose up, with that his son talk. You understand it? It's a sound. You will know it's a betting of the spirit. It's not something that was planned. It's going to where the sound is manufactured. And if you release that sound, the whole earth will vibrate under its tension. We need a sound. Because in the kind of warfare that God wants to fight now, the sound must accompany it. A peculiar sound. Every time God is producing new things, you always discover that there are new sounds that accompany it. You know those days you were there now in the old revival when the, the song that was raining was today, 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 today. Jesus will answer me. I'm not saying we will not sing that song today again. For everything God produces, He brings a sound to accompany it. That's, you will not know how powerful that song was that time. Hey! The crusade has not held until that song goes up. Jesus will answer. Oh my! <laughs> With the new things God is producing, there are new sounds that must accompany it. And that's why he said, let the high praises of God be upon their lips. And what? The two edges sword in their hand. There are some dimensions of warfare you can't fight if you don't have the right sound. Sound. Come to Lagos, you will see the effect of this sound. A generation is already dying now because of sound. You are trying to preach to pastor people. You are guarding 24. Meanwhile, our Kelly just wakes up in the morning and he just sings one song after sleeping. And that becomes what will shape the lives of millions of people in the earth. 
Do you, don't you think it's deeper than singing? You don't. This Bible, eh? It's deep. Oh. Let's ask Baba to, to help us. It's more than singing, man. There's this lady. Enya. Oh, I know you. I'm not asking you. That lady lives in a castle. I don't know if she's married. I think she's a celibate. She refused to get married. She lives in a castle, not in the city center, in the woods. Yes, in the woods. She's the best music composer for the past eight years, as I know. You have watched Gladiator before? You watch Lord of the Rings? All those songs you are hearing came from Enya. Any step is musical, not there's no no words. If we put that in here, eh, it can create something. Ah, you don't you don't understand it. One day I went somewhere, so somebody said, This is the tape I used to pray. So I put it. He puts the, the song praise in the background while he prays. I said, if you play this song, you will not reach heaven. Your spirit won't reach. It will stop. On this ceiling, this one can't help you. And I did not know the the woman who. I tried to use it. I was in the room. I couldn't. It is years later that I now knew that. Ah! It's Enya. She comes out of that castle once every year. The reason why she comes out is to receive Grammy. Yes, and go back. Because she must win it. Nobody from the days of Robin of Sherwood, you know those songs, those songs, she was the one that sang it, that played it. No composer has come up with those tunes before. She uses outlawed tunes, things that are banished in music, and she makes. You think it's just sound? You are joking. You are joking. She's a sorcerer. Except you have the spirit she has, you will not do what she's doing. But we have the spirit of God, but we can't produce anything. That's the problem. We can't produce anything. Can you see the church is immature? We have not yet lived up to the expectations of our father. Meanwhile, people make their congregation feel that we have reached the utopia. We can't improve on what we have. We don't have anything. We don't have anything. Okay, the next time you watch Gladiator again, listen well to the composition. It is not a scholar of music that did it to. It's a spiritual woman. Stays there for six months. They say they want to do a, a, a movie. That we need 16 different tunes. She said, all right. She will date for six months. Then her aide will go and give them the CD. And when they use it, they'll say that the, the songs are, they can't improve on it. The masters of music will say, what the piece she brought cannot be improved on. 
So the songs she composes are in a specific category in the music library. It's a creation in itself. Enya. A sorcerer needs sound. We went to one part of Tivland. They said there's a drum. Hmm? That drum is with the chiefs. That those drums were not carved under sunlight. I said, what are you saying? He said, only a wizard can carve this drum. I said, Haba, we have a lot of sculptors in Orotupo. He said, it's not skill. The wizard will have to enter into a tree. And it's inside the tree he carves it. There are sounds that that drum can produce that no musician can produce. It's not in music. I hope you know when Fela sang, they checked music. They, they didn't find any category that Fela's music entered. So they created another column in music and put pro music. You know? <laughs> you are not, there is no category. So people, scholars in music had to come to Nigeria, hear his tapes, and then register it, create it on the staff. That was the first time Afro music was created on the staff. Because I did some music, I could read the staff. Anything you want to play, we can just write it on the staff, so that if I travel anywhere, I can play a song. But there was no staff notations for Felasson. They had to create a column for it. Now, if those guys beat those drums, okay, it produces sound that you can't produce anyhow, anywhere. It's you that thinks that music is just creativity. The way we even treat all these so-called music ministers, there's nothing fresh. It doesn't carry a sound. It's just skills. It's Delvan that came up with a sound. That one you know that his voice is not good. But when he begins to cry, you know that guy is... That's what I'm talking about. It's not a voice. It's a sound. When you hear that in Zesh, it's not a song. It's a sound. And now she has stopped singing. She has raised people. She just sits back and allows them sing. And those ones are even more deadly. They will sing everyday song, but it's not... They took Michael uh, uh, W. Smith's song, Lord, you are my God. And they sang it again. And I now knew it. This is not this is not the same song. It came with another sound. There are potentials in the realm of the spirit we are yet to exploit. I pray that this meeting will open you to a new world view. Give you a new passion, a new direction. So use this music, dancing drugs, even uses um, statues. You know, there's a somebody school so much that has been This guy was a tourist. He was a professor in um, ABU. He's a doctor. So the guy loved uh, traveling, especially to Asia. And when he comes from Asia, he comes with statues, dragons, tattoos, all kinds of you know, things like that. Idols. He says, likes it. Hallelujah. Likes it. And then he brought it and stocked it in his library until his house became a shrine. Those spirits killed him. Those spirits killed his wife. 
We had to go and rescue his daughter from possession. The spirits had possessed him. You know what I'm talking about. The spirits were bringing owls, owls. Those things he went to. God will help us in Jesus' name. My philosophy is that you don't need a furniture in the house, in your house, that gives glory to the devil. That is my own philosophy. People just go say, it's just a painting. Paint a dragon. It's fine. <laughs> it's just an artwork. A sculpted piece. I've seen, well, I don't need to tell you too much, so many things. I've seen too many things. Not too advanced in age, but I have seen things. But I went to one nation, came back with a sculpted piece. Alright? He's a Christian, no? He just loved it. Says artwork. Put it in the parlor. Okay? The symptoms of madness came on my immediate elder brother. Every time he sees that sculpted piece, the symptoms begin. Until we had to remove it without my father's knowledge anyway. And we put it somewhere where it will never come back. We have seen it. Those days I did not understand why I was seeing all these things. Then I knew that sorcerers, they need points of contact. There are some buildings that you should not go and seek accommodation there. Because a sorcerer can put a watcher on the wall. A watcher is a sign that has a creature with two eyes. That place has been enchanted so that the, a demon can hang on it. It's like a hanger for the demons. Are you with me? Yeah. If you have ever walked in the north with any Indian firm, you will see watchers, drawings like that on the walls. Those are hangers for the demons. The man can travel to Morovia and come back after three weeks. He will tell you exactly what happened when he left. All the two weeks he can give you details because the watchers informed him. He would just come to the wall and communicate to the watcher. The watcher would download everything. Now some houses you should not stay. Go around the compound first. Check to see if there is a watcher on the wall. Then you will know that that place was actually a portal that was used to trans traffic spirits. There's a heightened level of spiritual knowledge and understanding that must prosper in the body of Christ in the next five years. If not, we are doomed. We are blind and backward. Totally disconnected from the things that rule, the things that operate, from the powers that have captured the horizon. God will have us mount up with wings like eagles. Finally, I left wizard for the last... Because there are a lot of them around. They use wizards, use spells, curses, hypnosis, marks, and incisions to bring people under control. They use spells, curses, hypnosis. Marks and incisions 
spells, customs, marks, and incisions. I hope you know what it means to hypnotize somebody. Take a pendulum and say, oh yeah, be watching. Just be following it with your eyes. A point comes in that activity where you lose consciousness of the natural and then the gate of the supernatural will open to you. You hear things and see things that are not visible and are not audible. Some people... You know those days in the villages, you hear of that somebody had been lost for three weeks and then suddenly the person had been recovered. But the person is never the same again. And then they now take them to wizards to cure. The ones who casted it in the first place. <laughs> you know when somebody becomes sick, they now say, let's take the person to the village. <laughs> These are the things they use. And God instructed that his people, now that they are going to have a land, a territory of their own, these are the kind of guys that we see around them. God gave an instruction that his people should not have dealings with this kind of guys. Remember, anyone that consults a custodian of any of these spirits has made that spirit his God. And so there's a massive situation right now of the churches with people with foul spirit. We have high-ranking ministers that are known in the nation that are not actually carriers of the spirit of God and we need to identify how to identify them hallelujah our father in the Lord summoned us one day what happened there was a grand sorcerer that was willing to give his life to Christ he was doing peripheral Using charms and charms, those charms were not as powerful as he wanted. So he went to Ijabode because somebody introduced him to one Baba. There are about five sensitive places in Nigeria Meduguri, Sokoto, Ijabode, Kalaba, and a place in Bayesa called Nembe. These are the high towers of the territory. Every other form of darkness practiced other than the ones in these regions, are secondary. In Ejabode, that man, mm, hallelujah, somehow they introduced him to the man. So the man now had a liking for this young man. And really, I said, alright, this is how it goes. You have to sleep in the graveyard for three days. You sleep naked with a white cloth. From your chest downward, you will see spirits. Don't talk, don't be afraid, and don't shout. He said, Do you see all these madmen on the road? These madmen became mad because they could not follow this instruction. Most of the mad people you see around in Abuja and in. They, they were not born like that. Mm. <laughs> they did not follow the protocol. And so they, they, those spirits gave, gave them a mark so that they will never be able to divulge the secret. He said, you'll be there for three nights. I will bring you and deliver you onto the grave that you sleep upon. 
In the morning before daybreak, I'll come and pick you. And you'll do it for three nights. And the spirits will give you a gift. So the guy now when the first night I put him on the grave, he saw three spirits. I hope you know demons are persons without bodies. I hope you know that. That in the fall of the devil and his cohorts, their bodies were withdrawn. And because of that, they suffer if they don't find anything to possess. The Bible says if an unclean spirit is casted out, it goes around looking for rest. Why? Every spirit was created to, to rest. Because God himself rested. That's the way of the spirit. Do you get it? God himself did what? Every spirit rests. But you see, because their bodies were bereaved, they were bereaved of their bodies, the ability to rest was taken from them. And if they will rest, they will have to possess something that has a body. And that's why they will come and check back because they have been bereaved of rest. So if you see a disembodied spirit, because it doesn't have anybody to confine it, it has a strange look. I mean, a look that your mind cannot possess. Oh my, 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 my. You, you can't understand what I'm saying. A look that cannot be processed by your mind. The only thing that you give up is terrible. To put him on the tomb. And he was there for the first night. About 5 a.m. in the morning, the herbalist comes and takes him. Second night. And in the third night, he said he had saw all kinds of things. And the spirit came and spoke and spoke and spoke and spoke straight languages that he was not understanding. And then dropped his on his chest. With that stone, he was able to do 419, not just in Nigeria, but in the major countries of the world. He made billions in Dutch mark, in pounds sterling, in dollars and in euros. He was a big boy. One day, he was in a hotel room, I don't know where, but somewhere in this country. And he switched off the, on, the, on the television. It was our father in the Lord that was preaching. He tried to switch it off, he could not. He tried to change the channel, he could not. So he had to sit down humbly and to watch the telecast. Then he picked the phone number that was a contact displayed on the screen. A few days later, the spirit that was energizing him told him that he should get ready to die. He ran from pillar to post seeking the blessings of the herbalist. Meanwhile, the herbalist took him into a tree in Ijebode. Saw strange things. He saw many ministers that we know in Nigeria. They were part of that association. Names with head. Now I'm just saying that so that you know that we are living in the worst times. 
in the strangest times. And the only thing that can save your soul is that you are committed to seeking and serving the will of Jesus. When the information began to reoccur that he was going to die, he looked for that number he penned down the other time and made a call. He said he watched so and so person on air. That which city is the person? The man said Zaria. He had never been to Zaria before. How will the man of that stature go to dry Zaria? He he held up the call. And the intensity of the threat continued. Then he now said they should book an appointment with that man for him. He's coming to Zaria. He's going to Zaria that day was the first time he touched down Zaria. Because of the stone, he had the ability to see visions. Do you understand what I'm talking about? He said that he was afraid of God. That's why he didn't want to do church work. If not, with the what he had, he would be the most renowned prophet maybe in Africa. Because he could see you, he knows your name, he knows where you were born, he knows your mother's name, he knows your father's name, he knows everything. But instead of him using it for church, he used it for 419. And he was prospering. So he came to Zaria, met our father in the Lord. And our father in the Lord insisted that he would not continue with him until he goes and brings all his stuff. So he came the next time with all his stuff. They were destroyed. He was, as he was coming to the church premises, he saw that the church was engulfed in fire. So he knew that what he perceived was true. Now he knows how to tell a genuine minister from a fake one. He sees them. So when he got to that place where he said he entered a tree and saw preachers, Papa now insisted that he needs to call the name of the preachers because he has a duty and a responsibility to the body of Christ. It's all right. Uh, okay, the gist has ended. He had to force the man to. And I assure you, when the names came out, the names are My admonition to you this afternoon is work out your salvation. Okay, you now get the message. You got it well. Because of time, we'll stop here. I intended to cross over to the other side and then show you the transmission of the Holy Ghost. How it transmits. But I, I, I believe this is enough bone for you to chew. We are going to pray. First of all, that God will increase the gift and the grace of discernment in the body of Christ. That's the first prayer. And then second prayer, we are going to pray for as many people as were taken to some shrines or you went yourself or your mother took you, your father took you, a herbalist blessed you some time ago, gave you something to hold, the one on your waist, and all kinds of stuff. We'll put an end to them today. Can we pray for the church of Jesus and ask that the spirit and the grace of the discernment will be released upon the people of God. Friends, we live in strange times.